But um, what we are very proud of now is the young generation like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, um, President of, of uh, Argentina and so on, so we penetrate the cabinet, penetrate the cabinet, penetrate, penetrate, penetrate the cabinets. Mm. So yesterday I was at a, at a reception for Prime Minister Trudeau, and I know that half of this cabinet, half, 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 half of this cabinet, or even more half of uh, half of this cabinet, are for are actually young global leaders of the world economy. Right. Form or even more half of our Sorry, half I forgot of about this. Cabinet are for our actually young global leaders of the world. Great form. Yeah. Um, I'm going to play this periodically, even though I think everybody watching has already seen it. I'm going to play it because it would seem that there's a lot of people out there who have not yet heard about this video, have not yet seen this video. I mean, I put out a tweet. Yes, well, it was this tweet right here. In response to some propaganda that you see on the internet, and the fact that this video, which has been around for a long period of time, now admittedly my edit, you know, penetrate, 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 oh yeah, oh, penetrate me, Klaus Schwab. Maybe the edit was just so, such an amazing dubstep remix that uh, it garnered uh, traction again. Close to 3,000 retweets, I will never call it a repost. First of all, whenever I see reposts, I see reports. And I think that 3,000 people have reported my tweet. Elon, that's bad. I mean, at least exit so that when it gets uh, X three times, it can be triple X. Bada bing, bada boom. The fact that this video gets 3,000 retweets over the course of what, 48 hours? Yeah, 20, about 24 hours. It means that there's a lot of people out there who don't know that Klaus Schwab, the Führer of the WEF, has actually said this. This was in response to, I forget, that we're, we're going to get into it. But let's, I also just want to, I want to, pl well, um, play the whole What thing. we are very proud of now is the young generation, it's like young generation. Uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, um, President of, of uh, Argentina and so on. Yeah, so we penetrate the cabinet, oh, penetrate oh, the cabinet, penetrate, oh, penetrate, oh, penetrate oh. the cabinets. <laughs> I can do that all so day. yesterday I was at a, at a reception for... I want to highlight what the Freudian slip that he almost said at the end was. I don't know if anybody picked it up. Prime Minister Trudeau. And I know... That I know that. What do you know, Klaus? That half of this cabinet, half, of half, this half, cabinet. half, half of this cabinet, or even more, half, well, even of, more. Uh, half of this cabinet, are for our... Are for our. Are for our. That's what he was going to say. Are for our what? Our agenda? Our policies? Our beliefs? The more than half are for our... Oh, don't shut up, Klaus. Don't tell them everything. Are for our actually young global leaders of the oh, world. Right? Good thing I caught myself there. Or even and this is in light of the most recent um, conspiracy theory out of Canada that the uh, WEF is not trying to infiltrate, um, is not trying to infiltrate the Canadian government. If I got, if I just got distracted, it's because I'm a flipping idiot. I'm not live on rubber. How do I, how do I not do this? I've only done this. Switch to RTPM, click the settings. Sorry, Rumble. This is the, maybe I did it on purpose so that I could now take this time to promote vivabarnslaw.locals.com, where we have a live after party 
after every one of our daily streams where we get into detail, we talk about stuff that doesn't come up during the streams. We have our wonderful above average community uh, locals. And I'm going to get this live there because I'm an idiot. Can't do that. If I don't get it live, boom, there we go. VivaBarnesLaw.locals.com if you want to support us. You don't even have to support. You can just become a member and bask in a, a lot of amazing content that is open for non, non-supporting members um, and supporting members. Or you could choose to support, no obligation, $7 a month, $70 a year discounted rate. Although lots of people choose to actually support us for more than the minimum because they like what we do. Uh, and I say we is not because I'm speaking for multiple personalities, but Robert Barnes and myself. Oh, and Robert Barnes is going to come up in today's stream because he didn't get indicted in Georgia. <laughs> we'll get there. So this video, we will penetrate the cabinet. The more than half are for our policy. They're for our... Oh, shut up, Klaus. Shut your, shut your filthy, shizer-eaten mouth. Um, they are young global leaders. Oh, because the conspiracy theory now in Canada is that this is a conspiracy, the WEF influence in foreign governments, in Canadian government. Um, this, this is the conspiracy theory that's been making its way around. Who, who, oh, Sheila Cops. You see, oh, Sheila, I'll call her Sheila Undumkopf. <laughs> okay, Dumkopf means it's a stupid head, but it's Kopf, K-O-P-F, not Cops. Sheila Cops, the honorable. <laughs> I, did, I don't know about her history, but apparently she's got one. Apparently she's not a trustworthy person. I didn't know that. I just knew that Sheila was lying to me now because I wasn't politically, socially aware when Sheila Cops was in government. But she writes this about the WEF conspiracy theory. Um, oh, this is in response to Pierre Poilievre saying Trudeau's media are desperate to stop his continued downfall. Today, CBC's news service, CP, that's Canadian press, not something else which you might expect to see in, in government, um, wrote a hit piece on me because I dared criticize the World Economic Forum, a group of multinational CEOs and powerful politicians that push their interests. Uh, what does he say here? I work for our people in this country, bring home democracy without apology. CP, this is the fact check, is a private for-profit business owned by the Globe and Mail, which I think gets a little bit of government subsidies, government bailout. You know, if it's not direct, it's indirect through COVID ads. La Presse, another one. Oh, and the Toronto Star Group. Although the CP is not owned by CBC, it does claim to, oh, these sons of beastings took my, they took my observation. They do claim to work with them. We work with more than 600 media companies, including the Globe and Mail. Oh, well, someone from the community notes took my wisdom. So Sheila Doomkopf-Cops writes, Funny, you didn't mind when Prime Minister Harper attended WEF. By the way, CP is not part of the CBC. I hope she's talking about Canadian press. Just because you repeat the lies doesn't make them true. Ask Trump? Uh... Sheila Dumkopf, why are you talking about Trump? Why are you trying to correlate uh, Poiliev to Trump? That's a bizarre thing to say in the first place, considering nobody's talking about Trump. They're talking about CBC, Canadian press, and the WEF. So in your deranged, unhinged, TDS-riddled mind, Sheila Dumkopf, uh, you still somehow bring this all back to Trump because Canadian politics comes back to Trump. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. Now, what did, I, what did I have going back? We've got to go back. Oh, so then I wrote, this is my tweet, to, from, based on which the community notes I, I, I presume is, is, is uh, based because I've added insight. I've contributed to the aggregate knowledge of the, of the world. CP is not part of the CBC, Sheila Copps, whom we serve. This I pulled this from CP's website. 
We work with more than 600 media companies, including CBC, Canadian press website. Don't believe your lying eyes, plebs. Believe the worstness of the devil. Also, pretty amazing how they all work in lockstep, almost like they're following some kind of directions. This is from the website, whom we serve. We fund and we fund and invest in our editorial operations by serving clients that use our content products, yada, yada, yada. We work with more than 600 media companies and organizations of all types and sizes across various industries, including Globe and Mail, CBC, Bell Media, Rogers, Yahoo, whatever the hell the rest of these are. Oh, we work with Canadian mainstream media. Oh, and by the way, why are they all run, running the same story in lockstep? Canadian press, CBC, Poilievre Conservative Party embracing language of mainstream conspiracy theories. CTV News, Poilievre's Conservative Party embracing language of mainstream conspiracy theories. Who does it come from? Canadian press. What's the third one? Oh, it's, it's not a conspiracy, you dummy. It's called syndicated press. Oh, thank you for calling conspiracy theory by another word, you bunch of gaslighting idiots. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's just syndicated press that all of Canadian mainstream media is running with, including the entities um, that are presumably owned by the Toronto Star, Globe and Mail. Oh, it's not a conspiracy theory. It's called syndicated media. You got one government schlock running a story that all of the other government schlock propagandists run with. Oh, but don't blame us. We're just, we're just syndicating the story. Unan unanimously. What's the word I'm looking for? Not unanimously. In tandem. In synchronicity. Oh, but it's not, it's not, it's not, it's, it's not conspiracy theory. All of us working together to promote disinformation, Canadian press, because that's what it is. Oh, do I need to play Klaus Schwab penetrating us again? It's a conspiracy theory that, you know, the WEF is using its influence to impact sovereign nation. It's a, it's a conspiracy theory. We penetrate the cabinet, penetrate, penetrate, penetrate. Oh, my goodness. But it doesn't stop there. I had a few more of these. It's a, it's a conspiracy. Don't believe your lying eyes. Believe the liars. Do we read the article? I don't really think we need to read the article. Tory leaders summer, yada, yada, yada. Conservative leader Pierre Polyev has been hitting the summer barbecue circuit with ramped up rhetoric around debunked claims. Oh, I'm sorry, CBC, you liars. Show me where it's been debunked. Oh, did you debunk it? Did you place a video of Klaus Schwab talking about penetrating Canada? That the World Economic Forum is attempting to impose its agenda, agenda on sovereign governments. They penetrate the cabinets. And I know for a fact that more than half of the cabinet are for our, oops, shut up, Klaus, uh, our young global leaders. Oh, it's been debunked. It's been debunked to the liars who never bothered debunking it because it's true. Oh, Aviva's a I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Although I take that as a compliment anyhow. I just know what the hell I'm talking about at this point in time. At one point in time, Isaac, oh, that great reset thing. What are you, you crazy people? Calm it down. Tone it down. Be polite to Trudeau. It's the only way you're going to win hearts and minds of Canadian citizens. Be nice to him. This great reset sounds a little crazy. Um, yeah, it's true, by the way. It's true. And let me just see something because I had another one. There was another one that I had on Twitter. You know, you got, you got to call them out shamelessly, mercilessly. This is not it. Bring it down. Bring it down. This is not the right one. We will call them out. I will. I will scream into the void if it means retweeting that Klaus Schwab talking about penetrating the cabinets over and over again. I will do so because it seems that um, people still don't know about that video. Evidence. Evidence. Not conspiracy theory. It's evidence of a conspiracy because what you do have is Klaus Schwab 
penetrated the cabinet, working with young leaders so that they can um, influence policy in those foreign nations, make them eat the bugs, make them eat the bugs. And that was the one I'm looking for, not that one. The bugs. It's a conspiracy theory. Hold on. Nobody's trying to get you to stop eating meat. What? Okay, so hold on a second. I know that I got the, 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 the tweet. I know that I've got it here somewhere. Oh, son of a beasting. Hold on. Give me a second here. So I got one where I yell at George. I got one here. I think I understand. No. Give me one second. I'll find this tweet. Because it was, it was, it was just amazing. Uh, wordsmith of the devil. Yeah, hold on one second. Then we're going to get to our sponsor. Spoiler alert. Genius hell. Hold on one second. Oh, yeah, this was it right here. This was it. Here, another, another person just saying it's a conspiracy theory. Don't trust your lying eyes, people. Trust the liars. And sometimes it takes a click or two to discover the degree to which they are, in fact, liars. Here, boom shakalaka. Check this out. Let's refresh so I can see this. I want to see the... Is this it? Breaking. Ugh. Twitter's been, or X has been having some problems. Yeah, whatever here. Breaking, people. It's breaking news. It's, it's so funny. A journalist or people pretending to inform are, are, are abusing of the term breaking because they think it's hyperbolic and proves the point as to how stupid the idea that they think they're discrediting is. Breaking! The World Economic Forum is not a conspiracy to take over the world, to undermine dis- democracies, or to chemically change humans so they can't eat meat. Does everybody uh, pay attention to this here? It's a very interesting phrasing here. Oh, so hold on. I don't want to spoil the surprise. Roland Barry. Oh, breaking the world economic forum. It's not a conspiracy to take over the world. I thought I just heard the Klaus Schwab talking about penetrating the Canadian cabinet and Argentina and Russia. Putin was one of our young leaders as well. Oh, no. Sorry. That, I, I must have misheard. To undermine democracies. No, 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 you see, because he's not undermining democracies. He's fortifying democracies. They must penetrate the cabinets in order to fortify the democracies. But this is the one that really gets me. Or to chemically change humans so they can't eat meat. Not to impose policy so that humans don't eat meat. Something outlandishly stupid that nobody's saying or nobody credible. Well, I should say nobody credible, but maybe they are chemically changed. Who the hell knows anymore? To chemically change humans so they can't eat meat. Oh, it, that because that would be an outrageous uh, conspiracy theory. And now that I think about it, you know, release some mosquitoes that carry something that makes you allergic to beef or gives you Crohn's disease or whatever. And you're like, oh, as much as I'd love to have a big greasy burger or gives you gallbladder. I'm, I'm not saying this is the case. I'm just saying crazier things could be thought up. But the way he phrases it here doesn't say to st- prevent humans from eating meat. No. To chemically change humans seems absurd, so they can't eat meat. Hmm. I don't. I don't really think I heard very many people um, espousing that particular conspiracy theory, but that they are um, imposing policy so that humans don't eat meat. Did I not see that on their very own website? But by the way, you know that you can trust the guy who said it. You know that you can trust the guy who said it, because who's, uh, who's Roman Roland Paris? Mais c'est qui lui, Monsieur Roland Paris? Hmm. Foreign policy advisor, former foreign policy advisor to PM Trudeau. 
the former foreign policy advisor to Trudeau, is confirming that the man who has confirmed that he has infiltrated the Trudeau regime uh, is not infiltrating Canadian democracy in order to subvert it. While uh, very bizarrely phrasing tweets in a way that most people don't say them so that he doesn't have to address the underlying truth of the matter, which is they seem to be implementing policy and affecting change in nations in which they were not elected to govern. Oh. All right. Do I feel better? I'm not sure that I feel better. Uh, I, so, th by the way, um, oh, the new the new back to school schedule has started. It consists of me waking up far too early, like like before six o'clock ish. I got to drive one kid to school. Florida has many good things. It has some problems. The Florida school car lineup when you can't you can't walk to all places. Uh, you can't bike to all places because you'll show up to school a drenched, sloppy, uh, you know, bag of skin and bones. You have to drive pretty much everywhere in the states in general, but Florida in particular. The lineups to get into the school. If you don't get there by six thirty, you're gonna you're gonna be late. Uh, so then I do that. Come back. Got to take two other kids to school. So then I jog. Now I think I've got a good morning routine. I jog with them to school while they bike. I go for my jog. Come back. Do some curls. Do some push-ups. Um, and that, then I'm done with my exercise for the day so I can go live. And then in the afternoon, I don't have to worry about exercising before dinner. So I started, I feel tired. So I've been maybe having more, more caffeinated beverages than I should. Um, uh, and that's what else that's about it. Oh, I'm going to pretend that people ask this question, even though they don't, cause I do want to show some stuff in the backdrop. Most people ask Viva, what do you have in your backdrop? Nobody's asked that, but I'm going to pretend that somebody did. Cause I want to show off. Two things while we're talking about Canada. This was what someone sent me from the Freedom or after the Freedom Convoy. It's a beautiful wooden truck that I've had in the back. I actually took this from Canada and listen to this. I don't know if you can hear this. Let me know in the chat if you can hear this. Please don't take my freedom. It's a kid singing. It says, you are my freedom, my only freedom. Please don't, please don't take my freedom away. They're taking our freedoms away, left, right, and center. Holy, sweet, merciful goodness. So some kid made that, for, or some family, and they said, not some, a family made it for me, and it's magnificent, and I've kept it ever since. Now, this is Winston sleeping on my shoe. This is a Murph's Kicks shoe. This, this painting, put it back, is from Rebecca Stamen. Rebecca Stamen. Beautiful art, and I think she's got an Instagram and an Etsy shop. So check that out, people. Rebecca Stamen, Instagram at Rebecca Stamen Artwork, Etsy shop, and it's Etsy there. There's that. Then we've got um, Five Times August vinyl release, Silent War. Okay. I wanted to say that. Okay. Now, before we get into some more stories, you may have seen. Um, hold on. I got to actually get this properly because I didn't open up the window on the bottom. 
da, 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 da. We've got to get the video, yeah. Where is the video that shows how this, the cream works? Yeah. Um, this is for the, the, the dark spots, the liver spots on your, on, your, on your body, if you so have them. Okay, bring this here. Bring this here. We're going to bring this down. We're going to, no, I got to bring it back up. Got to share screen. And I'm going to share the video. Oh, no, I got to go to window. And then I got to go to this. And now I got to go share. Here we go. Now we see it, people. And there we go. It's it. All right. So uh, do I, I, I also should probably press play if the purpose is to see the video. People have liver spots or skin spots. I think they tend to happen as you get older. Um, if anybody cares to get rid of those things, I say that I'm not superficial. I don't really care about what I look like. I've come to grips with a lot of aspects of my physical appearance. I do like my hair, but if you have these spots on your skin and you want to get rid of them, uh, Cell makes a, I work with Cell. They have the retinol cream that's good for reducing wrinkles, inflammation. Uh, they've got good skincare products for people who are into taking care of their skin, which my wife said yesterday, I might have to start paying more attention to like protecting my skin from the sun because I'm spending a lot of time in the sun. Genucel is an amazing company. Um, they make that, they make that cream, which, uh, I've told the story, the, the origin story of Genucel, an Egyptian pharmacist came to Canada, uh, started his own pharmacy and had his own proprietary blends of skin cream, which he gave to his clients. And they came back, you know, the next week and said, we need this. And thus a business was born. Um, so they got great skin product products, but they also have this, uh, dark spot remover, uh, which works from what I'm told. I don't have any. And I may try to see if I can find some. Anyhow, it works. Let me play it one more time so you can see this. Although some people are going to say the one on the top is lighter than the one on the bottom or the before and after are lighter pictures. Uh, I have heard testimonials that it works well. The company is great. Made in America. Employs something like 50 some odd people. They sponsor the New Jersey Devils, although that might turn some people off. Um, go to GeniusCell.com, promo code Viva. You'll get 70% off uh, their most popular package of goodies, skin stuff, retinol cream and all that stuff. And they have uh, the skin thing that um, gets rid of gray spots. Geniusel.com, uh, promo code Viva. And now I guess we could bring that out now. Yeah. I got a birthmark. It's not a liver spot on, the, on my back, but. Oh, so that's it. Uh, I'm reading some of the chat here. Now, also the other disclaimers. Let's get to some of these Rumble Rant super chats. I listen to you and Robert every Sunday. I also listen to Ben Shapiro's show during the weekend. Others, I like getting different perspectives. Cheryl Gage or Gagey, depending on how you pronounce it. Thank you very much. I, first of all, I listen... I listen to people I rapidly disagree with because on the one hand, you need to know what they're saying in order to rebut the arguments. And we're going to get there in the steaming pile of dog shit, Georgia Trump indictment. I'm calling it that. It shall forever be known as the steaming pile of judicial dog shit because that's what it is. I apologize for swearing. We're going to get to that. I'm not your buddy guy. I said they've crossed the Rubicon. I said, I'll tell you what I said this morning. The collectivists will send people to camps and there will be another big G Unless stopped, Trump is only the beginning. I made a joke on Twitter that they've not only crossed the Rubicon, they've taken the time to make a steaming aqua dump in it on their way through. There is no question. And we're going to get there. Like, I, 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 hear, I, I saw the reaction to the Georgia indictment before I read it. And now I know with a mild degree of confirmation that some of the people reacting to the Trump uh, Georgia indictment have not read it because it is a steaming pile of dog shit. 
I know it says retinol, but please, I beg you, do not put it in your eye. Okay, I got that. Passion Warrior. Now, by the way, standard disclaimers. Uh, no legal advice, no election fornification advice, no medical advice. Um, YouTube uh, Super Chats. YouTube takes 30% of those things. So if you don't want to support YouTube because they are a censorship regime uh, to some extent, uh, come over to watch on Rumble. We're live there now. Come on over to vivabarneslaw.locals.com. Rumble ordinarily takes 20% of their equivalent of Super Chats called Rumble Rants, but they're taking zero for the rest of the year. Yada, yada, you know the shtick. Okay. So now we started with the Canadian stuff. There was another Canadian thing, which I, I think I might wait until we bring over to Rumble. I will, uh, because I know that Rum YouTube has uh, changed their rules now, where you can talk about election fornification, and I wonder why. Now you can talk about it. For the last three years, you haven't been able to talk about it because they didn't want people discussing the election fornification that never occurred. There's still some other stuff that YouTube censors might, you know, when it comes to when it comes to the WHO uh, medical advice and potential jibby jab complications, can't talk about that yet. Um, let's get rid of. Oh, let's actually let's let's finish on some Canadian stuff before we go over to Rumble. Now you all know I have given Pierre Poilievre his credit when credit is due, and I will needle him when he deserves to have. A little needle poked in that. Oh, oh, I, won't, I, won't, I won't use judgmental terms. I was going to say something of, a, of an inflated ego. I don't think he's got an inflated ego. It was just the analogy that worked with the needle, but I actually don't believe that. I, I, I think Pierre is decent. I've given him credit when he was good. Grilling Justin Trudeau on how much money Justin Trudeau's mother, wife, and brother took from the We Charity before the We Charity got a sole source, no government bid contract to manage a billion dollars in student loans for the hefty sum of 20 to 40 million dollars. How much? How much money did your mother get? Uh, I don't know. Uh, how much? How much? Uh, he's good sometimes. Other times, not so good. This would be one of those times. I don't know when this video is from. Maxime Bernier reposted it, but it's hilarious in how bad it is. Listen to this. Here at Pearson Airport, getting ready to line up. More chaos appears and what else is new? But I just had a great weekend meeting with the common people, listening to their... <laughs> we got it. Yeah, you got it. It happened so fast. It Here happened at Pearson so fast. Airport, getting ready to line up. More chaos appears and what else is new? But I just had a great weekend meeting with the common people, listening to their common sense. I just want to remind everyone, politics is supposed to be a blue-collar job. Check out these boots. Check it out. Oh, my God. I'm one of you. That's what it's like I'm to one be of out you. with the people in the rain, attending their festivals, listening to their stories, hearing their dreams, celebrating Canada. We're going to make it the freest nation on earth. Once again, based on the common sense of the common people, united so for our common home. Your home, my home, our home, Canada. Let's bring it home. Meeting with the common people. Listen the common people listening to their stories. Listen to their common sense. Their common sense. I just want to remind everyone, politics is supposed to be a blue-collar job. Check out these boots. Check them out, people. Like, like, I have, my goodness, check them out. He's, he's, he's done it. He's, he's slummed with the common people. What it's like to be out with the people. The people. In the rain. In the Attending rain. their festivals. Their festivals. Listening to their stories. Their stories. Hearing their dreams. Their dreams. Um, for those of you who may uh, or may not be Jewish, I, I, you see, this is the one time where I'll talk about being Jewish, not because I think it strengthens or weakens my position, but just because it's relevant to appreciating this video. When you have your Passover, the Passover dinner, and you have your four, you know, the four questions of the Passover night that you're supposed to answer. Um, why is this night different from all other nights? What does this ceremony mean to you? 
you got the good, you got the smart son, the wicked son, and then the son that doesn't even know how to ask a question. Either way, the wicked son says, what is the meaning of this festival to you? The, 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 the Passover. And the whole thing about the Haggadah says, when the son says to you, he says to you, not to us or to me. And then he excludes himself from the, it's, what does this mean to you? I'm listening to their stories. I'm listening to their festivals. I'm with the common people. And I'm sure it did not come out the way he intended it. I uh, agree with the underlying message that there are too many career politicians. There are too many career politicians who make a life of being a politician. The only problem is that might be true of Pierre Poilier. That does not mean he's a bad man. Everybody wants to run to the WEF connection, which I'm less convinced of than others, but it was funny. He's the common man. I got my boots dirty because I walked in uh, in I walked in a steaming pile of judicial dog shit. <laughs> that was the Georgia uh, indictment. Oh, so that's funny. Um, I I don't have uh, you know don't make more of it than than that. But my goodness, Pierre, um, when referring to our Canadian citizens, the common people, call them plebs for goodness' sake. You may as well you may as well just call them plebs. I was walking with the plebs. And they touched me. One of them touched me with his common hands. And I had to go into the shower and rinse off. Oh. Okay, the rest we're going to do over on Rumble. So, everybody, uh, I'm going to give you the link to Rumble. There's about a 1,000 people watching on, Rum on YouTube. How many are there on Rumble? Now I hear myself. Now I pause myself. No, I hear myself again. Oh, Taba, what did I just do? One of these days I'll figure this out. Yeah, now, I, okay. So there's about 2,600. We're good. We're, we're three to one. Move over um, from YouTube over to Rumble. Link is here. And uh, full disclosure, I'm not going to Rumble so I can do things that I can't do on YouTube. I'm going to post this entire stream to YouTube tomorrow. I'm going over to Rumble because I'm exclusive with Rumble and because we should be supporting in as much as possible free speech platforms, even if they have some user experience stuff that need improvement. If they do, let me know. I'll bring it to the highest ups at Rumble. But come on over. Link to Rumble, boom shakalaka, and we're dropping fast on YouTube the way it should be. So see you on Rumble. We're going to talk about the other Canadian story about a cop, a police officer, who, um, uh, geez, she's in now court, I think it's for disciplinary hearings, uh, for a dishonorable uh, reprimand for having um, inquired into a potential causal connection between two totally unrelated events. Uh, sorry, I should say two totally unrelated um, entities, one being a medical intervention and the other being um, a sudden passing in children. So we're ending on YouTube right now. Come on over to Rumble and we'll continue over there. And then we'll go to Locals afterwards and we're done. Okay. Let me make sure they're all good here. Did I miss any Rumble rants? I did not. Good. And uh, I've got everything here. Okay, we're good. All right, people. So... Um, not a story that's getting a lot of coverage, which is why I figure it'll be a good time to put it on blast in the best possible way. Um, we'll start with, uh, no, we're going to start with the story from True North because you're not really going to find much about it elsewhere. Uh, True North, which uh, you, you might, you may or may not be able to discover ever again in Canada. So enjoy it while it lasts. Um, people, if you don't think that uh, the online streaming act and the link tax implementation and um, Google and YouTube Pulling down links to news in Canada. If you think it's not going to affect you, you probably listen to the CBC. Oh, hashtag not an ad. This cup turns blue 
when it gets cold. So it's yellow when it's warm and then it gets blue when it gets cold. Kona ice. Kona-ice.com. I think we had that somewhere here in Florida. All right, this is from the True North. And we're going to read um, a tweet from Donald Best, who is a former cop who's covering this hearing now. I just forget if it's a hearing or a criminal hearing. Detective who investigated safety of COVID shot continues to fight to clear her name. August 12, 2023. True North. Ratioed with Harrison Faulkner. I forgot to mention that's that's who we started uh, the Sunday stream with. Evidence... Uh, even as evidence has emerged about the COVID vaccine's dangerous side effects, particularly for expectant and nursing mothers and their babies, the OPS, Ottawa Police Service, are going ahead with prosecuting their own detective for investigating links between the jibby jab and nine sudden infant death syndrome, infant deaths in the region. Okay, so she got dishonorably discharged, and I think they're prosecuting her. Part of me wants to say... This is part of the uh, this is part of the good cops that are doing this so that they can put this story on blast because if they just drop the charges, no one would ever hear about it. So let's put it on blast, shall we? Let's let the white hats uh, succeed at what they're trying to do. On Monday, Detective Helen Gruz of OPS Child Abuse Unit will flying here will attempt to defend herself against the July 2022 discreditable conduct charge without several key pieces of evidence, namely. Related autopsy reports and internal investigation particulars against her, which have been denied by retired superintendent Chris Renwick, acting tribunal trials officer. This past April, Gru's lawyer, Bath Sheba Van Denberg, unsuccessfully argued at the Police Services Act Tribunal for access to the evidence and the subpoena and to subpoena a local CBC news reporter to determine the source of an internal OPS leak that fueled reportage that Vanderberg maintains precipitated formal charges against her clients. Okay. Gru's official charge reads that she, quote, listen to this, and it's, 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 this is more Kafka-esque than Orwellian, acted in a disorderly manner prejudicial to discipline, acted in a disorderly manner prejudicial to discipline or likely to bring discredit upon the reputation of the OPS in a self-initiated, unauthorized project by accessing the infant death cases and attempting to determine the COVID vaccine status of a mother. Do you imagine seeing so many sudden infant deaths that you're compelled to say, holy crap, this isn't normal. I want to look into this. And then in investigating, which some people, some people out there might say is the job of the police, although others out there might say this should be the job of uh, doctors or, you know, the experts. You then get reprimanded and sanctioned. At the April hearing, Vonderberg disputed that this behavior amounted to a breach of the Police Services Act. Ultimately, the allegations in the discreditable conduct charge must answer the question precisely. What is it that Detective Gruz is supposed to have done that was unlawful, pursuant to what, the section of the o- pursuant to what section of the OPS policy? It needs to be very specific, and if the question is not answered with clarity, then the particulars are required, and that's what we're asking. They're asking for details, particulars on the charges, so that she could actually, you know, defend herself, understand the basis of the reprimand. We're asking for what exactly that she's done that's unlawful. What what policies has she breached? Okay. Um, let's see here. Oh, I guess we should just read this. But OPS are only providing a few specific to Gruz and her lawyer, the handful of journalists covering the case for the wider public. Additionally, after the September 22nd hearing, Yada, yada, yada. Without explanation, OPS ceased its online simulcast of ongoing proceedings and since moved the tribunal to a police station located at the outskirts of the city in Kanata, which is the Aboriginal or native term for how Canada got to, I think it means small village. That's how Canada got its name. 
Further, in response to a request for Renwick's decision on Vandenberg's motions for evidentiary disclosure and to subpoena CBC auto reporter Shamini Yogurthnam, OPS claimed there are no written materials to share with the community at this time, oh. except for the notice of hearing from last year. Okay, Vandenberg alleged that the internal police leaks were illegal because police officers criminally gave the information, which resulted in the public outrage, which resulted in Gruz being charged. It's as simple as that. Okay. Um, this goes on for a little longer than I think we need to read here. Let's just see something here. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, death. Let's just go. I want to see what... The... Ah, I can't find it. That's right. In January 2022, this is towards the end, a U.S. court ordered release uh, of confidential Pfizer documents regarding its BioNTech vaccine uh, revealed that both the drug company and the U.S. FDA were aware of serious side effects for pregnant and nursing mothers. According to the documents of 458 expectant mothers who received the shots, more than half experienced adverse events and 53 mothers suffered from miscarriages. Of the nursing home mothers, sorry, of the 215 nursing mothers monitored by Pfizer after taking the shots for the company's pregnancy and lactation cumulative review, 20% of the lactating women experienced adverse events, some as serious as lymphadenopathy, swelling of the lymph nodes, blurred vision, facial paralysis, while six infants experienced swollen skin and rashes suggesting the shots can transfer from mother to child via breast milk. When True North reached out to the OPS for comment, they provided the same batch of documents that they provided earlier to Best. Documents it claimed were not available for public consumption. True North will be covering the case and we'll be providing updates. So will Viva. So that's the story. I don't know who's heard about this story. I hadn't heard about it until recently. Um, and what's the latest? So her, her, her hearing started this week. There is someone on site named Donald Best. You can see this right now. Donald Best, I met him. I was on a panel. A panel. I was on uh, Jason Levine and Donald Best came on. Donald Best, for those who don't know, let's go to his profile. Anti-corruption advocate, former Toronto police, years undercover and si years undercover and 63 days jailed in solitary confinement. Sole recipient 2018 Ontario Civil Liberties Award. Donald Best. Quoting him, it ends when we do not comply. So Donald Best is a former Toronto police officer. Uh, I don't know the details of, of why he spent 63 days in solitary. Um, and I think it might be an interesting discussion to have. So he's attending um, the trial. And this is his report, which we're going to, you know, the backdrop now. The, and I'm just going to read Donald Best. It's at Donald Best CA. That is Charlie Alpha writes this. The first day of Ottawa police detective Helen Grew's trial began with prayer outside the tribunal and ended with many spectators saying they were shocked by an audio recording played by the prosecution. Detective Grews is charged with discreditable conduct under the Police Services Act for the, quote, unauthorized reinvestigation of nine sudden infant deaths, SIDS, when she sought to know if the mother's vaccination status might have been connected with the deaths. Can you imagine, in an ordinary world, she's a police officer, they would say they were or they were not. Come to your own conclusions. But they're going to say that she unlawfully, surreptitiously investigated that aspect of deaths of children when she was supposed to, you know, not look there, just look somewhere else for why 
she might be investigating nine sudden infant death syndromes. It's like, methinks they doth pro, uh, prosecuteth too hard. Monday, August 14, 2020 was not the trial, but a pretrial hearing where defense and prosecution debated the adequacy of disclosure and what the defense would be able to call and cross-examine a lengthy list of witnesses. Democracy dies in darkness, and so does justice. And what we're having systematically across the board, refusals or failure to disclose, trials under the cloak of darkness, it's amazing. The prosecution played an almost three-hour recording of the May 12, 2022 professional standards interview of Detective Gruz that caused one retired RCMP officer to declare, quote, this is becoming a trial about Ottawa police officers being in neglect of duty for failing to properly investigate sudden infant deaths and for obstructing Detective Gruz investigations, end quote. During the almost three-hour recording, Detective Gruz related how she had informed her superiors, including the chief of police, slowly, you, remember, you guys remember Slowly? Chief Slowly, the incompetent buffoon who couldn't uh, handle the Ottawa protests? That, that name sounds very familiar. I, I, I do believe he, he resigned or retired. Of growing, she, she uh, informed her superiors, including Chief Police Slowly, growing medical and scientific reports concerning vaccine injuries and deaths, including to babies in the womb and newborn. Grews can be heard in the recording explaining revelations contained in the Pfizer documents this is a police woman, including that only one newborn baby survived of the 33 reported in the initial trial. Agree or disagree with that? As a matter of fact, this is a police officer with her expertise in her training saying nine, nine sudden infant deaths. Maybe, maybe this is something we should look into. Maybe I can just ask this question. No, no. Okay, I'm, I'm fired. Okay. Detective Gru sent an open letter to Chief Slowly in September 2021, after which her supervisor in the Sexual Assault and Child Abuse Unit, SACA, sent an email instructing her not to talk about COVID or the vaccines in the unit. Do your job, but don't do it the way you think you need to do it. At this revelation, audible gasps could be, this might be a little editorializing, and I don't care if it is, this is his impression of what happened. Uh, Donald Best writes, at this revelation, audible gasps, gasps, could be heard throughout the gallery because it meant the sergeants running the unit responsible for investigating SIDS arbitrarily eliminated the COVID vaccine as a potential factor in all infant deaths. The bias meant that no OPS sudden infant death investigations were complete or adhered to World Health Organization standards. Oh, at the time she was suspended in February 2022, Detective Gruz was pulling together evidence for a report to the chief and other senior leader, leaders that recommended changes to the SIDS questionnaire and investigation methodology. Second, yeah, yeah. Gruz also found that each of her nine SIDS investigations in question was substandard in various ways. The suspension and charges against the detective ended any investigations by Ottawa police into the potential that the experimental mRNA COVID injections of pregnant and breastfeeding mother, mothers could be a factor in SIDS. Okay. Transparency doubtful. We know that. Due to scheduling conflict, the corporate Tuesday session will begin. Okay, fine. We'll post further updates. So that's where it's at. We're going to follow this, and I'm going to do my best to get Donald Best on so that he can uh, update, update us on this as it progresses here, link to tweet so you can all go follow him. Boom shakalaka. Oh, so I think that's officially the last of the Canadian stuff. I think. Let's see here. And we're going to get onto the indictment soon. Oh, mama mia. That's a spicy meat, a ball of the caca. Uh, let me do this one more time. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, 
I think that's it. That's it for Canada. Uh, some other small stuff. Oh, no, we're, we're gonna do, I'll do this one later. Uh-oh, now I've lost myself. StreamYard broadcast. Uh, let's bring this one out. All right, people, we're not getting into the, we're not getting into the indictment yet. We're going to save the best for last. Uh, what we will do is just pull up some other stuff. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. We're, I got some tweets as relates to the indictment. Before we get there, a little comic relief, people. I mean, the, the, have you heard, um, it was on CNN, you know, because of the, the fires in Hawaii and Maui. They're talking about, is it time to declare a climate crisis? This is the question now. Uh, Nathaniel Schmidt, somebody from Twitter, criminal defense lawyer, musician, advocating biodiversity, whatever, um, put up a tweet. It says, the first two images are fossil fuel projects in Alberta. Oil sands. Looks nasty. And uh, open pit. Okay. The second two images are renewable projects in Alberta. Wind and solar. Oh, look how clean that looks. Look at look how nice that that disgusting eyesore of a field of, of, of solar panels looks. Now you tell me which ones look more destructive and need more regulation. I try to be kind and friendly with people on the interwebs until I know definitively that they do not deserve kindness nor forgiveness in terms of the propaganda that they put out. Um I love the, the framing of the question. Which one looks like it needs more regulation? Which one looks dirtier? Well, at that stage, undoubtedly, the oil pits and the mining looks dirtier than the finished um, windmills and the finished solar panels. And I just asked the individual, can you go show me where they get the minerals, uh, the lithium for the, for, the, for the solar panels? Can you find, go show me where they get the silicon. I think it's silicon that they need for the, for the solar panels. Can you find me where they get the fiberglass for the windmill propellers? Can you go show me the pictures of the countries in which that is mined? Not the pictures of the fine. Oh, look, hey, my beautiful iPhone looks very nice. Can you show me the pictures of where the raw materials come from? Could you show me the pictures of what happens to those fiberglass windmills when they're decommissioned or broken? Because those fiberglass windmills don't break down into nothing. And there are a lot of evidence of massive landfills of non-recyclable, non-compostable, non-renewable waste that comes from those fiberglass propellers when they're decommissioned or when they break. Can you show me the pictures of the whales that are washing ashore right now on the East coast of America and Canada, I think, um, because the whales are getting all messed up because of the sound of the, of these windmills that they're emitting. Can you show me that? Now don't show me that. Just tell me how your, your, your electric vehicle is zero emissions without addressing all of the emissions that went into the production of that vehicle. Also what goes into charging it. So a little comic relief. We're dealing with, with, with juvenile superficial reasoning. Um, it's all in the context of this climate crisis, which I think is, is, is sooner rather than later heading towards climate lockdowns, climate crisis, climate emergencies, so that you can, they can usurp all of our rights the way they test and did, and successfully so in a great many states and countries with COVID. That's where we're heading. Oh... Okay, then there was one more. What is this? Well, I just want I just wanted to play this. From the Missouri, this was a highlight from the Missouri hearings last week. I I I just wanted to get to it. Well, isn't it true though that that time and again that what government at first may label 
misinformation or disinformation mm -hmm. or malinformation. Mm -hmm. Always with great fervor mm -hmm. and certitude. Oh, and 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 indignation si and is sincerity. Lo and behold, vindicated. Sometimes true information. That's true. Yes. Ideas that were labeled. Good false question, Judge. Later proven true. Sometimes. Well, isn't it true that sometimes? Just you know, I just put together a quick list. Do I get to go back and see it? Sometimes. Wuhan lab leak theory, conspiracy theory. Oh, yeah, might be true. Myocarditis, eh, conspiracy. Oh, might be true. Uh, not stopping transmission, eh, might be. Oh, no, it's true. Blood clots and strokes, face masks being ineffective. And then you have to get into arguments with these disingenuous trolls on the internet. Oh, well, the M95 works. Yeah, they weren't recommending the M95. First of all, there's even an argument there, but they weren't recommending the M95, you jackaninnies. They were, after they said that masks were useless, don't, don't, don't go and buy them, they then said, wear a scarf, wear a neck warmer, wear a bandana, wear the stupid blue and white ones that specifically say on the box, it doesn't prevent contracting or transmitting uh, the, 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 the Rona. Vitamin D, Z, Z, eh. oh, yeah, just occasionally. Occasionally, they're very, very wrong all of the time. 90% of the time, they're wrong all of the time. All right, people, let me see what's going on here. <laughs> Finboy Slick has a, a, a rumble rant that says, truth and jest, Finboy. That is it for Canada. Viva Fry speaks the truth. That's, uh... Oh, that's me right there. Wait, hold on. If I want to do it, yeah, that's it. Oh, oh now, it's, now, we're, now we're going into the infinite cascade of windows. Do I get to see myself wave at myself? Ah, eh, forget it. All right. People, do we get into the, uh, do we get into this? Do we get, we're, we're going to get into the indictment. The steaming pile of judicial dog shit. Steaming pile. S-P-O-J-D. Nah, that's not going to work. Uh, it's a steaming pile of judicial dog shit. But before we get there, let's just get to some of the steaming pile of judicial dog shit takes on it. Coming from people who have clearly not read it. The first thing is this. Uh, this is hilarious, and I hope the picture comes up. No, we cannot look at this tweet if the picture doesn't come up. What the flip of the flip? You know what the problem is? I know what they're doing here. I think Elon is not allowing uh, some of the images to come up when I just need to make sure that I don't have my DMs open when I do this. Oh, it's, 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 a, it's a meme. Hold on one second. Um, which one is it? Is it this one? Okay, let me just get this back here. There, there might... <sighs> we've, entered, we've entered the realm. There will be an overwhelming number of charges. Oh yes, because everybody. By the way, this is this is you know if you don't want to if you don't want to use the crass, it's a steaming pile of judicial dog shit. Uh, you can use the maxim: if you can't dazzle them with intellect, baffle them with bullshit. But you're using shit either way, so you know, stick whichever with whichever one you want. This this an overwhelming number of charges doesn't mean uh, batter of bad. In fact, some might say that if you can't say something succinctly, you're saying it wrong. Draft a hundred pages of verbal diarrhea, give an answer a la Billy Madison as to the Industrial Revolution and make it a long, meandering, incoherent, oh my goodness, it doesn't make it better, it doesn't make it smart. It actually probably just means that you're an idiot and you have no idea what you're doing. 
But we are on the level of, I'm calling it indictment porn. I mean, we are literally at a stage of these people are mentally unhinged. Mike Sington, Trump has met his met. Oh, give me more. Just give me more indictments. It's indictment. Here's the image. Oh, look at this picture, people. Trump has met his match. Lick your lips and salivate. It's going to be, what are they? Overwhelming, overwhelming amount of charges. Oh, just give, give me more charges. Oh, indict him on the, indict him on everything. Go. Oh, there, there. that's the face of the indictment right there. Uh, I have to unfall. I have to. I have to mute Mike Sington because he's. It's. It's actual. It's. It's Twitter. It's Twitter. Uh, uh, I have to. I have to mute George Takei and Mike Sington on Twitter. But it's good to know what they're saying because they're idiots. Let us get into this indictment. There are a number of people who are just not reading the indictment before they talk about it. This is the Georgia indictment where they're getting him on. Rico charges, racketeering. Um, what is he? Uh, rack, hold on, let me just see what Rico stands for. I keep forgetting that. I know it's racketeering, criminal organization. What does Rico mean? Racketeering, influence, and corrupt organizations act. It was a law that was implemented to combat organized crime, mafia, uh, mobsters, gangs. They're now using it, when you hear what's in this indictment, they're using it to criminalize the Constitution. Petition for grievance, petition the government for grievance, free speech. Um, we're going to play a game. It's going to be called a Steaming Pile of Judicial Dog Shit Roulette, where we're gonna, I'm going to ask Google to just randomly select a number. We're going to go to that act, the charge in the indictment, and we're going to see the level of steaming dog poop that it is. But before we get there, we'll just go over like the, the, okay, so hold on one second. The controversy of the day yesterday, and I, I am a Quebec-trained attorney, no longer practicing. I do not do U.S. constitutional law. I don't know the answer to this question. Barnes and I are going to talk about it during our Sunday stream, faux show. Yesterday's scandal of the day, they're so eager with their, they, they had premature indictment. They're so eager on their indictment porn. They accidentally, uh, disclosed or filed in the docket the indictment before it was issued. And uh, apparently there are some arguments that this could justify just dismissing the entire indictment itself because apparently they had added it to the docket before uh, the grand jury had returned their indictment. I think that's the scandal chat. Correct me if I'm wrong on it. I'll talk about it Sunday. I don't know the details. I just know that some people are arguing that the scandal of having... Um, added to the docket and then removed from the docket and then apparently claimed it was a falsified document. It just shows that they're idiots. Premature indictment syndrome um, up the wazoo. Uh, and it might have some legal consequences of which I am unaware because I have never been trained in U.S. law, but I'm asking questions. And I'm reading through this indictment and I am saying I'm a Quebec trained attorney. I only did civil law, though I studied criminal. I don't know if this indictment is as idiotic as I think it is, because I'm reading through the indictment and I'm like, oh, okay, fine. So it's a stretch in law. Right? Oh yeah. Tweeting that there's going to be a press conference, tweeting that you're going to be on OAN. That's an act. That's a criminal act under the indictment. But then I'm like, okay, why are they talking about acts that Jenna Ellis undertook in Pennsylvania? I was like, oh, well, that, that's bizarre. This is a Georgia indictment 
Why the hell are they including charges, acts of allegations of conduct that occurred in Pennsylvania? Then I get to the, I don't know what it was, Act 17. I'm like, then they're in Arizona. Then I go down in Act 27. Then they're in Michigan. So I don't understand what the hell is going on that in this indictment, they are including charges, allegations of conduct that occurred in Pennsylvania, Arizona, Michigan, outside of the state of Georgia, where this indictment has been uh, returned by a grand jury that would apparently indict not only a ham sandwich, but a steaming pile of dog shit. And I was like, okay, I'm not a lawyer. Does this make sense or is this absurd? And lo and behold, if you just have half a brain, um, you you might be able to ask the right questions and say, no, no, it does not make any sense. But let's go through this. Actually, let me just make sure of one thing before we go through this. I'm gonna go to the chat in the rumbles. Um, and let's just see what's going on here. Okay, good. Okay, let's see here. And then I had to take it to our locals community to, to get their feedback, because as everybody knows, everyone in our locals community is well above average. Uh, and they're like, yeah, no, this, this, this makes no sense. I listened to what Robert, well, I think when Robert did the bourbon, when Bar- with bourbon with Barnes last night, I don't think, uh, we had the actual indictment. I'm not sure. Add to stream. Let us go through the steaming pile of dog crap. And I'll see if, if I can get Jenna Ellis back on. Because by the way, by the way, they've indicted lawyers for doing law. I, I don't give a sweet bugger all what the Mehdi Hassan pathological liars of the world want to say. It's not, oh, well, you can't practice law to tell a criminal how to get away with a crime. I, I don't want to swear too much today, but I've got two middle fingers and it's not enough for people who say that. Wait until you see the acts of which they accuse the attorneys to indict them on criminal charges. You got, uh, let's just go see who's in here, by the way. Who's in here? This is a, uh, how many pages was this? 118, 96. Can't see it from here anyhow. Fulton, Fulton Superior Court, State of Georgia versus Donald John Trump, Rudolph William Louis Giuliani. That's funny. I think I know someone who has two middle names that might be William Louis. John Eastman, Rand, Ma- Mark Meadows, Kenneth, Kenny, I don't know who that is. Uh, Jeffrey Clark, we had him on the channel. Jenna Ellis had her on the channel. Lawyers, decipher, d- lawyers preparing legal theories to present an alternate slate of electors when one believes that the slate of electors as uh, nominated based on the election are the result of fraud or unconstitutional, um, uh, constitutionally unqualified ballots. We have a legal theory, one that has been proposed, I think it was even used in Hawaii, RFK versus, uh, what's his face? Nixon, if I'm not mistaken. Now it's criminal. And then we have a bunch more. Okay, names, names, names. Adam, 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 look at this. And they get them on these counts, Act 16, whatever. All right, Fanny T. Willis, the face of the indictment. Sorry, I won't, I won't crush the ice. I might upset people. Okay, we got all this crap here. Oh, okay, listen to this. We got all the charges. Solicitation of violation of oath of a public officer. I presume that's when, you know, they're talking about pre- presenting your alternate slate of electors. False statements and writings. False statements and writings. And they go to the count for yada, yada, yada. Uh, we'll, just, we'll just read these quickly. Solicitation of violation of oath by public officers. Because they said, find me the votes. Uh, I won this. Uh, we're going to present alternate slate of electors, false statements and writings, impersonating a public officer. That's when they 
send the alternate slate of electors. I, I, I presume we're going to we're going to get there. Um, this is a solicitation of violation of oath of police officers, false statements and writings, false statements. And okay. And the thing is this, you can't read through this because it's 96 pages of total and utter bullshit. Count one of 41. You get a bunch of names with the offense of violation of the Georgia Rico Racketeer Influence and Corruption Organ or Corrupt Organizations Act for the said accused individually, yada, yada, yada. Defendant Donald John Trump lost the United States presidential election held on November 3rd, 2020. This is, this is a, um, an indictment. This is not an essay. It's not a dissertation. One of the states he lost was Georgia. Trump and the other defendants charged in this indictment refused to accept that Trump lost. Refusing to accept that you lost when you don't think you lost is now a crime. They knowingly and willfully joined a conspiracy to unlawfully change the outcome of the election in favor of Trump. How did they do that? Oh, find me the votes. As if everybody doesn't know exactly what Trump said. I don't need a million votes. I just need 15,000 votes. I know it was fraudulent. Just find me those votes. Oh, and we're going to present an alternate slate of electors. Fraud. And we're going to derive, decipher a legal theory that exists, that has been tested by other people, pre presented by the people. Fraud, indict. That conspiracy contained a common plan and purpose to commit two or more of acts of racketeering activity in Fulton County, Georgia, elsewhere in the Georgia, and in other states. Now, I'm no constitutionalist. At all times relevant to this count of the indictment, the defendants, as well as uh, not named defendants, unlawfully conspired or endeavored to conduct and participate in a criminal enterprise in Fulton, Georgia, and elsewhere. Defendants, Donald John Trump, yada, yada, yada. Uh, the criminal organization constituted an enterprise, as the term is defined in their law, that is a group of individuals associated in fact. Can't have legal counsel. If, you're, if, you, have a, if you have an attorney and you uh, want to present a novel constitutional theory, even though it's not quite that novel, RICO. RICO, for the practice of law. This is Fannie Willis's work. Does anybody know, like I asked on Twitter, does anybody know she has any known Soros connections? Like, we know that Soros backed Kim Gardner. We know that Soros backed Alvin Bragg. Is there any known Soros connection? I wouldn't be surprised, but I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Okay, manner and methods. I and mean, we're not going to go through the whole thing. Members of the enterprise, including several of the defendants, appeared at hearings in Fulton, Georgia, before members of the idea. Uh, at these hearings, listen to this, by the way. They're not criminalizing speech. Remember when uh, Jack Smith? In that indictment in um, D.C., I'm not going after speech. Don't worry about that. Um, oh, what did they do? They were uh, at a hearing. The purpose of these, oh, and they made false statements concerning fraud in the November 3, 2020 presidential election. Wait until we get to the Michigan allegation in light of the news that just came out this week out of Michigan. The purpose of these false statements was to persuade Georgia legislators to reject lawful electors, uh, lawful electoral votes cast by the duly elected and qualified presidential electors in Georgia. Oh, so the, the goal of the statements, which they say are false, was to persuade somebody. The goal of the statements to say, we think this is the result of a constitutionally invalid election. You should appoint these alternate electors, not the ones who following the procedure would be suggested. Oh, persuasion. Okay.
Members of the enterprise corruptly solicited Georgia legislators to instead to unlawfully appoint their own presidential electors for the purpose of casting electoral votes for Donald Trump. This is a legal theory that has, from what I understand, even been presented or prepared or contemplated by Democrats. Presenting alternate slate of electors. I've talked about this with Barnes on my own. I think I understand the theory here. They're not coming in and changing the names on the slate of electors to be presented. They are coming in and openly saying, those are the result of a constitutionally invalid election. You should instead vote for the alternate slate, not ones who are passing them off as anything else, but what they are purporting to be alternate slate of electors. Criminal. But don't worry, it gets worse. Members of the enterprise also made false statements to state legislatures during hearings, hearings and meetings in Arizona. In Arizona, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. I ain't no constitutional specialist, but I got questions. Oh, but it's RICO, Vivi, you dumbass Canadian Quebec lawyer. You don't know that RICO, that could go anywhere. Now the Georgia RICO statute can, can, can base itself on uh, allegations of criminality in Arizona, Michigan, and uh, other states. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. False statement. Oh, let's see. Members of the enterprise, including several of the defendants, made false statements in Fulton County. Well, I want to get to the false statements. Okay. Creation, distribution of false electoral college documents. Members of the enterprise, including several of the defendants, created false electoral college documents. Alternate. Never purporting to be authentic to replace the original. Alternate. But doesn't matter. Words don't matter. Facts don't matter. Laws don't matter. Ethics don't matter. Procedure doesn't matter. Democracy doesn't matter. All of this is necessary to fortify democracy. After the false electoral college votes were cast, members of the enterprise transmitted the votes to the president of the United States, the archivist of the United States, the Georgia secretary, yada, yada, yada. Okay. They sent it to people. Schemes were similarly executed in Arizona, Michigan, Nevada, New Mexico, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin harassment and intimidation members of the enterprise including several of the defendants falsely accused fulton county election worker ruby freeman of committing election crimes in fulton county georgia these false accusations were repeated to georgia legislators and other georgia officials in an effort to persuade them to unlawfully change the outcome that's the harassment we think that this uh election was the result of fraud we don't think you did any meaningful signature verifications we don't think that you fulfilled your duties and we're calling you out on it. Crime. That's harassment. Now, then we get the solicitant, the solicitor of the vice president. All right. Obstructive acts in furtherance of the conspiracy. Members of the enterprise, including several defendants, filed false documents, made false statements to government investigators, and committed perjury in judicial proceedings by claiming that they believed the election was the big F word. Okay. That's the intro. We know the scheme. Now they go through all of the acts. And by the way, just watch this. Oh, it won't. My, my computer cannot even refresh fast enough to keep up with this steaming. All of these are acts. And we're just going to go pull a few at random. Because people on Twitter have brightly been saying, oh, well, great. Now tweeting is a felony. Now uh, retweeting is a felony. Giving legal advice is a felony. Oh, no, but it's legal advice and further is a criminal. Wait until you read the damn axia people who are saying that on Twitter. That's not what it is. Let's go back here. Act 34. Act 10. I'm going to pull this out. Just go to the chat for one second because this could get tedious and boring if this is all that we do. Let me stop this and go to the chat to see what's going on. Let's just uh, bring this up and see if there's any anything interesting in the chat. Um, what we are what we are witnessing, but 
What are we missing by looking at their shit show, Tyler? Uh, the shit show is what we're witnessing. This is, I don't know what, I don't, not knowing the context, maybe you're talking about something else. Hoppity Hooper says, irony, Rico, a forgotten about law from 1969 that had never been used until Giuliani unearthed it to go after the New York City tough guys who had until then won their criminal trials brought to you by Rudy. Oh my goodness. And, and uncivil law, Kurt uh, was, uh, was trying to get through it last night. Um, oh no, I'm not, I'm not making fun of Kurt. That was, he, he was, it's, it's just, I, you know, when I initially thought it was a steaming pile of dog shit, I was, uh, affirmed in that belief when uncivil law, uh, and un, un, you know, I was not influenced. Uncivil law was, was of the same opinion. Let's see if there's no more there. Okay. Let's bring this thing back up. Cause we got to get, we're going to play the, uh, steaming pile of, uh, indictment dog shit roulette, but we're going to start with a few right off the bat. Where's the criminal indictment? It's right here. All right, let's just, we're just going to start. Let me just start looking through a few. And then bear in mind, this is uh, uh, spaghetti on the wall. This is baffle them with bullshit when you can't dazzle them with, with, with intelligence, with intellect. There's just so many. You can't even pick one to stick to because each and every one of them uh, arguably dumber than last. Let's just start. We'll start slowly. On or about the fourth day of November 2022, 2020, sorry. Trump made a nationally televised speech falsely declaring victory in the 2020 presidential election. Approximately four days earlier, on or about October 31st, 2020, he discussed a draft speech with unindicted co-conspirator individual one, whose identity is known to the grand jury, that falsely declared victory and falsely claimed voter fraud. The speech was an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy. Remember, everybody, they're not coming after speech. Oh, well, I'm sorry, what's that? He made a nationally televised speech. The speech was an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy. I will just say over and over again, we just had that breaking story, uh, the Gateway Pundit broke out of Michigan. We now know uh, some shit was wonky. So, the speech was an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy. The speech in which he falsely declared victory. Oh, I didn't realize that was. So uh, we should be locking up. What's her name? The woman out of Georgia who said that the election was stolen. Uh, oh, chat. Hold on one second. Y you know who I'm talking about. Claimed election fraud uh, out of Georgia. What's her name? I, I need to know the name. I can't go on with it. Hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to Google this. Who's going to get it faster? Hey, Stacey Abrams. Thank you very much. Molten Salt. Uh, we should we should indict. Are they not indicting uh, Stacey Abrams? Oh, wait a minute. Did she? Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Stacey Abrams stolen election. I think that she said it in Georgia. I'm right. If it, indict Stacey Abrams. She said it. Hold on, people. Take this up. Let me go here. Share screen. Criminal, no, not the criminal indictment. Raffensperger defeats Stacey Abrams stolen election claims in court. Indict her. Lock her up. Gag her, indict Stacey Abrams. That's how it works, right? Here, let's see here. Why Stacey Abrams is still saying she won? Indict her. Only oh, but she didn't. She didn't do it in furtherance for that. <laughs> no, no, she just, she just, she just said it was stolen. She declared herself the victor. Indict her. I mean, no one's above the law, right? Oh no, I'm sorry. No one's above the law, but some people are more under the law than others. Listen to this. Giuliani, lawyer, 
placed a telephone call on... I'm sorry. It's not funny. It's not funny because I know some people have, seem to have their gripes with Jenna Ellis. I still like her. These are, these are actual, uh, as far as I'm concerned, decent people. Giuliani made some serious mistakes, and I would argue that Giuliani made more serious and more mistakes than, than Jenna Ellis. We'll get to Jenna Ellis. This is an act two. Which, is there a typo? Holy shit. Like, I'm not the one to pick on typos, but I'm going to pick on this typo. Got to get that indictment out. Oh, get it out. Oh, God. It doesn't matter. Screw. Forget it. Account. There's act two. There's two acts. On, on or about uh, the 15th day of November, Rudolph William Louis Giuliani placed a telephone call to unindicted co-conspirator two, whose identity is known to the grand jury, and left an approximately 83-second long voicemail message for unindicted co-conspirator two making statements concerning fraud in the November 3 election in Fulton, Georgia. This telephone call was an overt act of the conspiracy. Can you understand this? Like, now I'm actually going to get a little angry. He left a voicemail for somebody else. I don't know who unindicted co-conspirator 2 is. He left someone a voicemail saying, I think there was fraud. That's act number two of the indictment that a grand jury said, rubber stamp this one. No, it's the hand sandwich. Oh, is this the hand sandwich? No, this is uh, Giuliani. Oh, okay, good. Phew. Can't, can't, that, that would have been a bridge too far. He left an 83-second long voicemail making statements concerning fraud. My good God. Act number two. Typo. Fanny. 19th day of November. Jenna Ellis. Who's the other one here? Giuliani. Catherine Powell. Unindicted co-conspirator three. Yada, yada, yada appeared at a press conference at the RNC headquarters of Donald Trump, yada, 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 and made false statements concerning fraud in the November 3, 2020 presidential election in Georgia and elsewhere in furtherance of the conspiracy. And it goes on. I mean, and the thing is this, it goes on, and I swear to you, it doesn't get any better. I'm going to go to my tweets. I just want to remember some of the really, really noteworthy ones. Let me see here. Some of them are just. Um, yeah, let's let's go to. Uh, how do I get this out of here? No, minimize. Oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. We'll go. We'll, we'll scroll down here. On uh, Mark Meadows, <laughs> Act Six, on or about the twenty-first day of November, twenty twenty. Mark Randall Meadows sent a text message to the United States representative Scott Perry from Pennsylvania and stated, can you send me the number for the speaker and the leader of the Pennsylvania legislature? POTUS wants to chat with them. Criminal! Oh my God, this act was an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy. Hey, it's, it's, it's a joke. Now I'm reading this actually in Robert Gouveia's voice. Like, hey, uh, can you send me the number for the speaker of the leader of the Pennsylvania legislature? POTUS wants to chat with them. Criminal act in furtherance of the conspiracy. Mm. The next day, when the person didn't get back to them, he opened up the phone book and uh, looked up for the number. Overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy. Um, and, and let's get into some of the legal practice. Act number eight, on the 25th day of November, Giuliani, Jenna Ellis, appeared, spoke, and presented witnesses at a Pennsylvania legislators in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. During the meeting, Giuliani made false statements concerning fraud, uh, yada, 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 and importuned the Pennsylvania legislatures present at the meeting to unlawfully appoint presidential electors from Pennsylvania. 
During the meeting, Jenna Ellis solicited, requested, and importuned the Pennsylvania legislators to, uh, yeah, 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 same thing, uh, to appoint presidential electors from Pennsylvania. Donald John Trump joined the meeting by telephone, made false statements concerning fraud, uh, and solicited, requested, and importuned the Pennsylvania legislators present at the meeting to unlawfully appoint the alternate slate of electors that were always presented as uh, alternate slate of electors uh, to be appointed because the principal authentic original slate of electors were in their mind and in the mind of about 80, 77 million other people were the result of a constitutionally invalid election. It goes on, it goes on and it goes on. And I'm sitting here thinking, why the hell are they talking about what went on in Pennsylvania for the Georgia indictment? Are they, are they trying to indict Trump and others on acts that occurred in another state? I mean, who the hell does Fannie Willis think she is? It's, 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 it's mind-blowing. Act 12, Jen Ellis Giuliani placed a telephone call to Speaker of the Pennsylvania House of Representatives, Brian Cutler, left him a voicemail for the purposes of soliciting, requesting, and importuning him to unlawfully appoint the alternate slate of electors. Uh, it doesn't stop at, at, uh, at, at Pennsylvania either. Where did we go? We, got, we went to Arizona afterwards here. I thought, hold on a second. Where, where did, here we go. Uh, uh, the same thing for Arizona. First day of December 2020, Giuliani Jen Ellis met with Speaker of Arizona House. We're at Act 20. Mm -hmm. Unindicted Cooks. Okay, where do we get here? During the meeting, Giuliani made false statements concerning fraud in the, in the November 3, 2020 election. Requested, solicited, importuned the legislators to present a call, special sessions of the Arizona State Legislature. These acts were in overt furtherance of the conspiracy. Okay, I'm going to go down to the one that I think is particularly uh, important which is now I can't remember because I can't see it. 21. And I'm going to pull up and read some. We're going to pull up, read some chat, and then we're going to go play dog shit uh, indictment roulette. Act 21. On or about the second day of December 2020, Rudolph William Giuliani and Jenna Lynn Ellis appeared, spoke, and presented witnesses at a meeting of the Michigan House of Representatives Oversight Committee. During the meeting, Rudolph William Louis, Louis Giuliani made false statements concerning fraud in the November 3, 2020 presidential election in Michigan and solicited, requested, and importuned the Michigan legislators present at the meeting to unlawfully appoint presidential electors from Michigan. During the meeting, Jenna Ellis solicited, requested, same thing. In Michigan. In Michigan. Hold on, people. Just, let me bring this out. Just go to Google. Just uh, gate. Wait, Michigan. Rod. You know what? I'm not even going to take this one from. Oh, I can't take it from. Uh, I was going to take it from the Detroit News, but it's behind a paywall, so no. There we go. Let's take it from Bridge, Michigan, in case anybody has a problem with the Gateway Pundit. Okay, share screen. Is this it right here? This looks like it. Musk. Muskigan fate, musk, oh, musk, what the hell is a muskigan? What's it? Okay, that muskigan fake voter application probed in 2020 referred to FBI. Nestle says, is this the right story? August 14, 2023. Remember the charge in the indictment. Remember, I'll also argue, if even one of the allegations coming out of any one of the states, coming out of any one of the defendants is plausibly or actually legitimately based on actual confirmed uh, problems, fortification, uh, well then, 
I would dare say that everything, the entire argument falls apart. We talked about this Sunday night. I put out a highlight. Um, I forget where on Viva Fry, uh, Viva Clips. Listen to this. In 20, the, so we're here. Okay. In 2020, a, wo- a worker for a voter registration firm, firm turned in scores of voter applications that state officials say were clearly fraudulent. Oh, what was that paragraph of the, uh, the indictment where they say that they wrongly claimed voter fraud in Michigan? Oh, I'm sorry. What's this? State officials say they detected the problem, were set to press charges, but referred the case, but but referred case to FBI as part of a larger probe. No one voted as a result of the effort. GOP is now raising issue anew. Oh, no one voted as a result. I, I'm sorry. I, I thought they denied um, any 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 fraud in the first place. Oh, now 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 it's. There was no widespread voter fraud that affected the outcome. Okay, there was there was voter fraud that we were aware of that we didn't tell you at the time that we denied existed at the time. But trust us, it had no one, no one, not one of them got through. Not one of those. How many how many tens of thousands of ballots? Lansing, Michigan, off Michigan authorities have found evidence that scores of 2020 voter registration applications submitted in Muskegon were quote clearly fraudulent, but did not issue charges because the matter was referred to the FBI as part of the national probe. Oh yeah, the FBI that was busy investigating. Now Robert has put the two black pill dots together for me. The FBI that was investigating the entrapment of fed napping of Gretchen Whitmer. Oh, yeah. And we haven't heard about this until now. The FBI did jack squat with it. The near, not just did jack squat with it, concealed it. Bill Barr gets up in front of national television and says, I have found no evidence of widespread odor fraud that could... I haven't seen anything because I haven't opened my eyes. The nearly three-year-old case gained new attention last week as the Michigan Republican Party worked with a far-right website to release police reports from an investigation that included state police and the attorney general's office. GOP leaders renewed claims that 2020 election was rigged against Donald Trump and argued the lack of prosecution amounts to a double standard since he and his supporters have been charged with crimes in recent weeks. So it's not a double standard. It's communism. Michigan officials counter that Far from a smoking gun, the Muskegon case shows that, quote, the system worked, end quote, to prevent any fraudulent votes because the forged voter registration applications in question were intercepted before the election and did not affect the outcome. Oh, but by the way, intercepted before the election and did not affect the outcome. That would admit of the possibility that some were not intercepted, but did not affect the outcome. And what a load of rubbish. Trust us, we got all of them. We're, I mean, we're only telling you now that we even had this particular problem in the first place. We definitively know that not one got through. Hmm. Horse crap. State authorities suspect employees at the lowest levels, end quote. At the, for those who are listening on podcast, Viva Barnes Law for the People. State authorities suspect employees at the, quote, lowest levels, end quote, of a national voter registration firm were responsible for the fraudulent applications. But it is the FBI's decision whether to prosecute or even disclose it to the public, said Danny Wimmer, a spokesperson for the Democratic Michigan Attorney General, Dana Nessel. Here's what you need to know. The case is, but here's what you need to know. Spin. The far-right website discredited. The case is not new news. Bullshit. You pathological propagandist, spin doctor, wordsmiths for the devil. The case is not new news. Uh, To quote Charles Manson on The Family Guy, if I haven't seen it, it's new to me. The allegations at the heart of the Muskegon case, the group submitted a large banner, were covered in October 2020 by multiple media outlets, including Mich. Oh, really? 
I'll go, I'll go double check that after the stream is over. Muskegon clerk Ann Meish, who had alerted authorities, said at the time that her office had received an estimated 6,000 applications from a single organization. Oh, that sounds a lot like ballot harvesting. Like they reported in, um, where was it? Uh, Omar, Ilan Omar, where was she? She's, is she, in, she's, she in Michigan? No. Where's Ilan Omar? I think she's in Michigan. Most of the applications were valid, she told, but she estimated that several hundred had irregularities, including wrong birthdays. Oh, I'm sorry. I believe it was tens of thousands. Bridge, Michigan, also reported on the initial state investigation, the idea, in its blog published. Oh, yeah, that's, 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 that's MSM coverage. Bridge, Michigan, in a blog, covered some part of the, you know, fraction of the story back in the day. So what is new? Tell us, please. Tell us, liars. Tell me what is new and tell me what I have to look away from. Michigan GOP officials obtained and shared with the Gateway Pundit website police reports for the ensuing probe, including documents showing state police and Nestle's office had effectively ended their investigation by mid-2021 and turned over materials to the FBI as part of what police called a related national investigation. Oh, oh, so we're beyond, uh, we're beyond state allegations of fraud? According to the police reports, a woman who said she worked for the Tennessee voter, Tennessee-based voter registration company called it GBI. GBI strategies dropped off an unusually large batch of 8,000 to 10,000 voter registration applications in Muskegon, a traditional Democrat stronghold that had roughly 28,500 registered voters, yada, yada, yada. Investigators later determined that some of the applications were legitimate, but others were clearly fraudulent. Highly suspicious because forged signatures, wrong addresses, and other errors police went on to report. And it was submitted to the FBI for a related national investigation, not merely a state investigation. Okay. Police documents detail execution of a search warrant to their offices, GBI uh, office in Southfield, where authorities found computer tablets, prepaid phones, T-shirts, pay cards, rental vans. What Are, are they going to talk about the guns? They don't talk about the guns here. Oh, no, they did. Here. Police also found several guns in the group's Southfield office that were examined by an agent from the Federal Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives, but not confiscated because they were deemed to be legal property of an employee. <laughs> How much of this was... that? That's what's new, by the way. <laughs> that. So what is new? That. <laughs> Just, you know, tens of thousands of clearly fraudulent voter registrations, firearms, but don't worry, they kept their firearms. Was one of them hunters? Just asking for a friend. I'm joking. What does that office evidence prove? Not much, according to the attorney general's office. We've investigated ourselves and found no wrongdoing. All detective firearms, yada, yada. Was anyone criminally charged? Why not? No one has been charged, at least not yet. Why not? Because the FBI buried it for three years while they were investigating the fed napping of Gretchen Whitmer. They were too busy infiltrating uh, the basement dwelling individuals so they could exploit them for an entrapment of a fed napping with Whitmer to investigate a state and national voter fraud. Uh, as the state, as far as, as for the state probe, fraud was determined to have occur uh, occurred at the two lowest levels of the company. Okay. Leading in. Okay, whatever. And that's it. Michigan, double standard. We can go on here. What the GOP ignored misrepresented. Let's hear this. While the GOP claims Democrats won't investigate election fraud because they benefited from it, Nestle, who is a Democrat, has investigated and charged multiple individuals in recent years. Just not anyone related to this one. <laughs> At least not yet. Maybe now that it's... it's ha, ha, I don't know what the statute of limitations are. Are they pulling a Biden? Are they pulling a Hunter on this? Take five years to investigate? Ooh, 
Can't charge anyone. Statute of limitations. I don't know what the statute of limitations are on voter fraud. Oh, Nestle charged a Centerline nursing home. I don't give a shit about that. It's okay. In reality, the police reports clearly state that authorities found applications, not ballots themselves. That's an important distinction because you can't vote on, the, on an application. No, no, no. I'm, sh I'm sure none of them got through. If you think any of them got through, uh, you're a crazy conspiracy theorist. And when they were, when, when Ellis, Giuliani, Trump were saying voter fraud, and we're only now finding about it's low level voter fraud that was submitted to the FBI as part of a national investigation into voter fraud. We only find out about three years later. Um, indictment act. What, what act were we up to here? Oh, no, hold on. Not yet. Not yet. Take this out. Let's go to the chat for one second. Uh, let me see if anybody, and we're going to, we're going to take this over to, um, to viva barnes law dot locals dot com for one heck of an after party. We're going to, we're not going to end the stream yet, but we're not going to go through this entire steaming pile of judicial dog shit of an indictment. We're going to play, um, we're going to play steaming pile of judicial dog shit roulette. Now, what I'm going to do, I want to go to the last act. The last act. Okay, we're, we're, we're down here. Ugh, count eight. I mean, it's just, and okay, so we're at act 156, 157, 159, 160, 161. Baffle them with bullshit. Here's what we're going to do. This is going to be fun. We'll do it five times until it gets too boring to continue doing. 161. No, no, get that out of here. Generate a random number between 1 and 161. 21. Oh, we already covered that one. Let's do it again. That's funny. 80. Let's go to let's go to act 80 people. Let's just see maybe there's a good one in here somewhere. Baffle them with bullshit, make it so long nobody's going to read it. Make it so long and convoluted nobody's going to understand it. Let's just see if by accident we can actually capture an act that has the semblance of legitimacy to it. Act 80. On or about the 14th day of December. Schaefer. Bill. Latham. Unindicted co-conspirator 2. Individual 8. 9. Throw in more here. Whose entities were known to the yada, yada, yada. Committed the felony offense of forgery in the first degree. That sounds very serious. Let's hear what they Let's hear what they did. Oh, by with the intent to defraud, knowingly make a document titled Certificate of the Votes of the 2020 Electors from Georgia, a writing other than a check in such a manner that the writing was made in such a in such a manner that the writing as made purports to have been made by authority of the duly elected and qualified presidential electors from the state of Georgia who did not give such authority and uttered and delivered said document to the archivist of the United States. This was an act of racketeering activity under whatever and an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy. I'm just, you're just texting me that. What's the indictment? that they prepared a certificate for the alternate slate of electors that they were going to present with the legal argument that the original slate of electors should be disregarded because they were the result of fraud, which doesn't exist, except we just went over an article that seems to cover a little bit of potential fraud coming out of Michigan, one of the states which, for reasons unknown, is included in this Georgia indictment. Okay. I dare say that that might be as strong as it gets. Forgery. 
signed they didn't sign somebody else's signature they signed their own as far as i understand it wasn't a question of forging um let me just it wasn't a question of forging fanny willis's signature it was a question of saying i'm signing this these are the electors we're not pretending to be fanny willis we are not pretending to be the original slate of electors we are presenting ourselves as the alternative alternate slate of electors because we argue that that slate of electors results from a fraud, which we now know existed in part, maybe somewhat in Michigan. Criminal indictment. That's as strong as it gets. So look, no one's going to accuse us of not um, having given it the best chance in the world. Shall we do it again? Let me see something. Oh, we haven't been looking at the document. Well, you heard me read it. Criminal indictment. Sorry. 80. Here we go. This was it. Act 80. Let's do it again. Go. 23. Now, we already did that one. Do it again. Nine. Wow, this is really... Give me... hot 21. This is not random. 16. We did that one. Four. Holy. 51. Let's go to 51. Oh, dog shit pile indictment roulette. 51. Let's hear this. On or about the 10th day of December 2020, Kenneth John Shaysbro sent an, sent an email this is, this is serious now. He sent an email to Nevada Republican Party Vice Chairman Jim DeGraffenreid. Kenneth John Cheeseboro stated in the email, let's see what he says. This is very serious. He wrote an email. He, he didn't rob a bank. He didn't, he didn't like strike an elderly person. He wrote an email in which he stated, and in the emails that... And in, stated in the email that Rudy Giuliani and other individuals associated with the Trump campaign asked him, quote, to reach out to you and the other Nevada electors to run point on the plan to have all Trump Pence electors in all six contested states meet up and transmit their votes to Congress on Monday, December 14th. This act was an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy. Some people might just call that uh, an act in furtherance of a legal theory. Hey, man, here's the email. Um, uh, can you reach out to the other Nevada electors to run point on the plan, the legal plan? Oh, no, this, it's, it's RICO. This is RICO. This isn't a legal theory of presenting an alternate slate of electors and asking Pence uh, to recognize those electors because the, uh, the results were the result of a fraud that doesn't exist that we know it does, at least in Michigan. No. This is a, this is a RICO uh, mob, gang, criminal warfare. Hey, uh, can you reach out to reach out to the to you and the other Nevada electors to run point on the plan to have the all Trump Pence electors in all six contested states meet and transmit their votes to Congress on Monday? Crime. How long do we have to do this for? Let's do another one. One oh five. Good. We're getting to the end here. We're getting a little further down. Let's see what one oh five has to say. Eventually, we'll get a good one, right? They are criminalizing petitioning the government for grievance. They are criminalizing speech. They are criminalizing emails. They are criminalizing text messages. They're criminalizing the Constitution itself. If anybody says that this indictment is anything other than a ludicrous, steaming pile of judicial dog plop, they're idiots. Period. Let's see what 105 has to say. On or about the 30th day of December, 2020, David Robert, uh, Robert David Cheely committed the felony offense, false statements and writing. I think I know where this one's going, people. In violation of the Georgia RICO law, by knowingly, willfully, 
and unlawfully making at least one of the following false statements and representations to members of the Georgia Senate present at a Senate Judiciary Subcommittee meeting. One, that poll watchers and media at State Farm Arena were told late in the evening of November 3, 2020, that the vote count was being suspended until the next morning and to go home because of a major water main break. Well, I'm, I'm very confused right now. Hold on one second. I'm very confused right now because I thought that that was actually a pure matter of fact that Fulton election workers and state arenas voted the same ballots over and over again on November 3rd. Said statements being within the jurisdiction of the office of the Georgia Secretary of State and the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, departments and agencies, yada, yada, yada. This was an act of racketeering activity under the... Okay, so hold on a second here. Let me make sure I understand this because this is even worse than I ever could have thought it was. He made the statement that the votes were being... That apparently... The vote count was being suspended until the next morning and to go home. And then he says that they continued to vote the same ballots over and over again. So one is a statement of fact. The other seems to be a statement of opinion. Can we just check something here? Uh, we're going to do this in real time because I just want to make sure I, I, I thought. State Farm Arena. State Farm Arena. Water main break. Georgia. 20. Am I going? I mean, th this is another thing. This is like, it, it makes um, a, an otherwise sane person feel like they're going crazy. Fulton election, Fulton County election results delayed after pipe bursts in a room with ballots. A broken water pipe at the ballot processing site at State Farm Arena caused a delay in Fulton County's ability to process thousands of absentee. So the first statement that this individual has been indicted on as um, in furtherance of RICO conspiracy is a factually correct statement. There was a bro despite the broken pipe, which did not lead to any ballots being damaged. Election officials said they performed better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. Still, the Tuesday's delayed tallies for the presidential contest and for the key. So um, the, the pipe break did, in fact, occur. Uh, and what they disagree with is that the votes were counted. They counted votes. They continued counting votes over and over again. Is that where they took out the Pelican boxes of, um, of ballots? Hold on a second. We're going to take this one out for one more second. Um, is that where they took out the Pelican, Pelican boxes video? Uh, I, I, I do. Let's see here. We got, oh, see the, the risk is if I take an unverified video on YouTube, let's see this here. What is this? Oh, we got it. We got the graffiti from YouTube. The 2020 United States elections were held on Tuesday. Night. The democratic party formally defeated. Okay, fine. This is from WSB TV. Georgia election officials shows frame by frame of the state arena election video nights. Your vote. Let's and let's see. Time counties across Georgia have certified votes from November's presidential election. The Secretary of State is expected to actually certify the statewide results okay, today let's, as well. Let's, let's just skip this box. Yes, this is placed under there. Giuliani calls a smoking gun. Quote: Suitcases pulled. He spent hours analyzing this video, looking at the election night surveillance tape that President Trump's personal attorney Rudy Giuliani calls a smoking gun. Quote: Suitcases pulled from under a table. We can show 
you know, exactly when they, they were placed under there. So these were not mystery ballots that came from a mystery location? No. They were right there in the room? Yes. People watched them placed in those boxes? Yes. This is the short section of the video the Trump team has shared. It's not suitcases being pulled from under that table, but official sealed ballot containers. Am I wrong, everybody? Am I wrong right now? Or did this video occur and the counting occurred after they said that they suspended counting? I, 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 if we go back in the video to hours before, you can see that table being brought into the room at 8.22 a.m. Nothing underneath, no hidden suitcases. Then we can see at 10 p.m. with the room full of people, including official monitors in the media, as ballots that have been opened but not counted are placed in the boxes, sealed up and stored under the table. The reason? Employees thought they were done for the night. They were planning on going home. Yes. As you can tell by the fact that they're sealing everything up and preparing All to right. leave. Why they Here's think? where there was confusion. Oh. Media and observers left as employees packed up. But this phone call changed that. Fulton's election director called the supervisor here to say, keep working, keep counting. After the secretary of state's office called him to say you shouldn't stop this early. That's when employees pulled these containers of ballots back out. The so-called smoking gun video and went back to work. These are the same ballots. Official monitors watch them put away. No magical appearing ballots. These are ballots. Oh, it, look look at that. Look at that face mask. The monitors put in the boxes in front of the monitors and placed there. And, they, and the they continued counting them. So what them? about that gap? Yeah. Well, this is what happened during the roughly an hour before an official state observer returned. Employees scanned ballots. Yeah, these are just typical everyday election workers who are just doing their jobs. I'm but sorry. I, mean, not, I, I thought they were told to stop counting like, the ballots. This is an Ocean's 11 level scheme that was put together in the middle of the night. Now, there was a. Uh, I don't want to pretend that I found the smoking gun to uh, definitively demonstrate how absolutely patently absurd this indictment is. And I hope everybody really understands. I, I was. Hold on. Uh, hold on here. Let's bring this out. I, I was seriously randomly generating numbers between 1 and 161. Uh, let's go back and read that now that we just saw the video, which confirms that they were told to stop counting, and the video confirms that they continued counting after that phone call, which changed everything, unless I'm just off on the night, the date, the time, the arena. What was that article again? Well, my dog just made a little noise. Um, what was it here? He knowingly, willfully, and unlawfully making at least one of the following false statements, at least one of the following. Which one's false? Poll watchers in the statement were told in the evening of November 3, 2020, that the vote count was being suspended. I think that's true. Definitively, we just saw the CBS or whatever that news was. And the Fulton County election workers um, voted the same ballots over and over again. Well, I think we certainly saw that they continued voting because that phone call changed everything. Holy crab apples. The internet is forever until they make the internet no longer forever. Do we do one more? Hold on, let me, I don't know how many we did. Let me just see what's going on in the chat here. Do we do one more or are we all thoroughly fed up with this steaming pile of, of, of judicial dog poop? I'm not off, Veeve, says Molten Salt. I'm right. They started counting again, says Hoppity Hooper. I'll tell you one thing. I like being told I'm right. Um, this is, this is, uh, who, Oh, no, do not, do not cancel. What the heck am I doing? Don't close it. I need to minimize. Uh, what bothers me is that there's a lot of, um, 
stupid people out there, ignorant people out there, and dishonest people out there. The stupid people I can forgive. The ignorant people get a little bit harsher judgment and the liars don't get forgiveness. This is, uh, uh, this is just, this is just, the, it's gone mad. It's gone mad. And the difficulty is not getting blackpilled because as bad as everyone thinks it is, it keeps getting worse. Do we do one more? I see a bunch of, of, of rumble rants. Do we do one? Let's do one more. Then I'm going to do the rumble rants. Then we're going to go over to locals. We're going to do one more. Okay. Refresh. Give us another number. Go. 55. Ugh, let's, okay, fine. Well, actually, five is my lucky number. 55 is double lucky. Uh, I don't think we're actually looking at the document together, so let me make sure that we're doing that. Add to stream. 55. Let's see what 55 has to say, and then maybe we'll do one more after that. All right. I like this one. It's got Giuliani in it again. On or about the 10th day of December. Uh, Giuliani and uh, Ray Stalling Smith III committed felony offenses. Solicitation of violation of oath by public officer. I think we know where we're going with this one. In Fulton County, by unlawfully soliciting, requesting, and importuning certain public officers then serving as elected members of the Georgia House of Representatives and present at a House Governmental Affairs Committee meeting, including Rep. Shaw Blackman, James Burns, just a bunch of names, reciting them off, to engage in conduct constituting the felony offense of violating of oath by public officer by unlawfully appointing presidential electors from Georgia in willful and intentional violation of the terms of the oath of said persons as prescribed by law with intent that said persons engage in said... Okay, we're done. We're done with it. I'll, I'll leave it in the backdrop just in case we're not done with it. Um, it goes, I mean, that's it. You, you know the legal theory. They're pulling an Alvin Bragg level idiocy where they turn the same act into a 37 charge indictment. In February, he entered in the books a payment to his lawyer that ought to have been made to Stormy Daniels. That's one charge. He then took the books and balanced them. That's two charge. He then, uh, he then issued the check. That's the third charge. And that's for the month of February. Let's do it for March, April, May, June, July, August, September. That's how they got to 37 charges in the Alvin Bragg, George Soros-funded bullshit indictment. They're doing basically the exact same thing here. They had a plan. They had a legal theory, tenable or untenable. It's for the courts to decide or for the political players to decide. The legal theory, I'm not going to pull up the article from when it was done back in Hawaii for JFK and Nixon, but had been done, tested in the past, tried in the past. They had a legal theory for several states. Fannie Willis is now coming out, and she is through Georgia attacking RICO racketeering corruption in Michigan, Arizona, Pennsylvania. My goodness, she's, she's oh, God, that's the face of Trump has finally met his match with a batshit crazy district attorney who has no respect for state independence, has no respect for the law, and has no respect for basic appreciation of facts. Oh, okay. Let's get this. Uh, there's a bunch of rants here. Stop screen. Do we do more? That's the question. I don't, I don't think I can stomach anymore. Uh, no, we don't want to go down there. That's it for Canada. Viva speaks the truth. We got that. Karen Tog, $5 says Netflix had a doc last night on Purdue and the opiate crisis. Looking forward to when they do the Pfizer movie five years from now. Who is going to play you and Barnes in the film? Who could play me? I've been told, I mean, Fred Savage is going to be too old by then. Uh, I've been told I look like Richard Gere. Who's going to play me? 
The guy from Aquaman. What's his name? I'm joking. Okay, a macro mental. $10 rant says, love what you do. Keep doing it. Let the re and scream. The salty army is rising. Thank you very much. You got Kitty724 says, great analysis. Can't wait for Trump's press conference on Monday. Thanks for all you do, Viva. Clappy emoji, heart emoji, American flag emoji. And then uh, Macro Mental says, uh, no, there was no pipe break. It was an overflowing toilet. They started pulling the ballots from under the tables when they sent everyone home. I mean, we, we've, we've actually literally uh, produced the evidence to counter that bullshit act. What, what was it? One, one, oh no, what was the number? 101? No, I would have remembered if it was 101. 106? Ah, whatever. Uh, okay, so that's it for the indictment. I, I mean, we can't, I can't do anymore. It's, it's just more of the same. And anybody who says that that indictment is is, is strong, powerful, well drafted, it's uh, they're idiots. There's no way to put. It. They're either idiots because they're stupid, ignorant, or liars. One is forgivable. One is not so much. The other is not at all. Oh, does Viva look like John Lennon? Russell Bland. Russell Russell Brand should blame me. Uh, that's from Wild Arms Four Twenty. Yeah, Russell, Ron Perlman in the Belfry, hells to the bells, no. <laughs> and then Mar Mirage Rabbit says, Viva, don't say it so short. They could be all three. All right, here's what we're going to do. we got to take the party over to um, our locals where we have some tips to address and some, uh, we got to have a party there. I was going to share an anecdote from my practice of law, but uh, what do I have in the backdrop? I think I might've had some more stuff. Let me see here. Benny Johnson. Okay, we'll end it on this. We're going to end it on that. Benny Johnson put up a very good, a very funny thing. Newsmax, I'm not going to take that article. Uh, that's my actual Twitter, so I'm not going to bring that up. All right, so here's what we're going to do. If you are so inclined, come on over to Locals. It'll be fun. Here's the Locals uh, link. Oh, 156. Okay, Rifka the Jade Gamer says 156 is awesome, Viva. Please read it. Well, geez, Luis, I can't can't ignore that now hold on one second where were we 156 you know why it's going to be a good one because one plus five equals six just made that up 156 let me just make sure we're sharing the screen here oh snip and clip this away people like i want to send this to people i know who are baffled by the bullshit but i've i've ceased being um uh, a zealot did you say 156 there's the expression, a zealot is someone who never changes their mind or the subject. I do not engage in this conversation with people who are not interested in engaging in the conversation. So I don't want to be the zealot. <laughs> but I, I do, I have a number of people I would like to send snippets and clippets of this stream from. All right, all right, Rivka, let's hear it. Act 156. British voice, golfer's voice, on or about the 17th day of December 2021. Oh, we are way back in time now. We have gone from November 2020. November, December, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September. Nearly a year later, Donald John Trump committed the felony offense of solicitation of violation of oath by public officer in violation of OCGA sections 16-4-7. By unlawfully soliciting requesting and importuning Georgia's Secretary of State Brad Ratfaceberger, a public officer, to engage in conduct constituting the felony offense of violation of oath of public office 
by unlawfully, quote, decertifying the election. How dare the bastard have said that? Or whatever the correct legal remedy. <laughs> Rivka, ding, 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 ding. We have a wiener, a winner. I'm going to go back to them. But the, his, his felonious criminal gang RICO act was, and I'm quoting, decertifying the elections or whatever the correct legal remedy is and announce the true winner, end quote, in willful and intentional violation of the terms of the oath of said person as prescribed by law with intent that said person engage in said conduct. What was that said conduct again? I have to say it again. The correct legal remedy, indict his ass and put him in jail. This was an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy of Finding whatever the correct legal remedy is. <laughs> you can't make this up, people, to quote the great Robert Grobert. And just because I want to actually I have to show Rivka's rumble rant. That's okay. It's not getting better than that. Rivka, the Jade Gamer, 156 is awesome. He actually imputained, imputained, he implored. Brad Ratfaceburger to do what was legally correct in furtherance of his RICO act of criminality. Oh, but they actually they actually put that in the indictment. Okay. Viva laughs like an old witch a lot. Distorted perceptions. My goodness, how dare you? <laughs> Rivka just Thank you, Rivka. Okay, we're going to end on another good laugh. It's going to be an answer that Vivek gave to a question that someone had asked them. Uh, someone who, who identifies as pansexual, and I couldn't care less what adults identify as. Uh, to, I mean, I couldn't care less in the, in the best possible way. I have no, no resentment or anything. The only question I have about this thing, where the hell is the cameraman coming from? Is this like the, the cameraman from the grassy knoll? Like, I'm seeing Vivek Ramsawali in the thoughts. I'm, I'm hiding behind a tree. Look at this. We're going to hear the answer is great. Vivek might have might have gone a little too long on the answer, but it's a great answer. But my question remains, what the hell is the cameraman doing hiding in the bushes? Was he up to no good? Was he uh, importuning himself in the, in the woods? Like, holy crap, pull up my pants. Is that Vivek over there? <laughs> Watch this. I was just wondering, um, what were your opinions on the LGBTQ plus well, I don't think it's one community. Really? Yeah. I mean, how could it be? You just mash together an alphabet soup. Trans is fundamentally in tension with gay, if you ask me. But what's your opinion? I like him. I like Vivek. I'm personally in pansexual, so I was okay. just wondering... What does pansexual what even mean? I don't know what it means. same-sex couples were. I don't have a negative view of same-sex couples, but I do have a negative view of a tyranny of the minority. So, so I think that in the name of protecting against the tyranny of the majority, and there are times in this country's history where we have had a tyranny of the majority. Mm -hmm. That's why you have, we have now in the name of protecting against tyranny of the majority, created a new tyranny of the minority. And I think that that's wrong. I don't think that somebody who's religious should be forced to officiate a wedding that they disagree with. I don't think somebody who is a woman who's worked really hard for her achievements should be forced to compete against a biological man in a swim competition. I agree with I you. I don't think that somebody who's a woman that respects her bodily autonomy and dignity should Testify. be forced to change clothes in a locker room with a man. That's not freedom, that's oppression. That's right. And so I believe that we live in a country where free adults Can should do be whatever the hell they want. Dress how they want, behave how they want, and that's fine. But you don't oppress, you don't become oppressive by foisting that on others. 
And that especially includes kids because kids aren't the same as adults. That's a five. So I think adults are free to make whatever choices they want, but do not force that ideology onto children before children are in a position as adults to make decisions for themselves. And so I think a lot of the frustration in the country, and if I'm being really honest, that I also share comes from that new culture of oppression where saying those things can actually get somebody punished. Mm -hmm. And in my case, it's part of why it's my responsibility to say them. And I respect that you may have a different opinion and that's okay. Part of what makes our country great is that you and I can be civil and have this conversation and that we live in a country that still gives us, each of us the right to speak to a presidential candidate and back and still say that we pledge allegiance to the same nation. So I think that's the beauty of our country and that's my honest opinion. Well, Thanks. thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank I you like for it. your civility Not, as well. I appreciate no, it. No, I, I'm just going to say it again. Where the hell is the And why, it's like, it seems that the cameraman and Vec are mic'd up. Anyhow, maybe they were going for like the uh, the Kubrick shot. They were going for the Kubrick shot. All right. Anyways, that was a great answer. The woman was 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 very respectful to Vivek, Vivek to her. And that's the way it should be. And as a policy goes, that's the way it should be. Now, I just happened to look up pansexual as a definition. Pansexuality is sexual, romantic, or emotional attraction towards people of all genders or regardless of their sex or gender identity. People, uh, Pansexual people might refer to themselves as gender blind, asserting that gender and sex are not determining factors in their romantic or sexual attraction to others. I'm, I'm sorry, is that not just bisexual? I guess you can't call it bisexual because bi would presume that there's only two types. That sounds a lot like a reformulation of the old, the old bisexual. I don't care if you're a man or a woman, uh, or it doesn't really matter. I can fall in love with either from a sexual romantic perspective. Okay, everybody, I hope this has been enlightening. I hope that if you don't come on over to Locals, although I think you should, uh, that you have a good day. We have a uh, sidebar tomorrow evening. That much is for sure. And I may go live again during the day tomorrow. Link to locals. Come on over and uh, let's see uh, if we can uh, bring over 4,122 people to the vivabarnslaw.locals.com community. Thank you all for being here. I haven't missed anything. I haven't missed anything. Okay. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to end it on Rumble and uh, see you tomorrow. Mm, at least in the evening, probably during the day because I love doing this. I mean, I'd, I'd be doing this anyhow. So that's Wednesday. Then we got Thursday. Then we got Friday. Next week, I'm in Milwaukee, people, and we're going to have a special live stream for the primary GOP debates. It's going to be amazing. All right. That's it. I'm dragging my feet. Come on over to vivabarnslaw.locals.com now for the after party for a great community where everybody is above average. Everybody who's not coming on Rumble, enjoy the day. Peace.